Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Craig, your first mate. That is me along with uh, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, even Captain Rusty with us today as we attempt to uh, navigate the latest boating news and information. Now, before we get at it, uh, matter of fact, uh, Rusty's preparing for a major boating adventure right now that we're going to you know, get into. But uh, we got to talk about this story last week. We talked about the boat docks in Orange County, uh, Alabama, and there's a update uh, that you can you can you know get a little bit more detail there at the World of Boating Facebook page. But uh, they are tearing out the docks and they're going to reinstall them and make them <laughs> align correctly. We talked about it you know quite a bit last week, and we we're like, what are they going to do about this? Well, they're going to tear them out and put them back in. And the good news is it's not going to cost the taxpayers uh, any money in that neck of the woods. Uh, the engineers or someone made a major mistake, obviously, and uh, they're going to foot the bill for this. And they hope to have them up and operational and aligned perfectly, uh, maybe as early as Memorial Day, but definitely by the 4th mm-hmm. of July weekend. So there you go. There's an update. One more details. Go to the uh, World of Boating Facebook page. All right. So Captain Rusty is yep. preparing to take his vessel which is what, Rusty? Where, where are you taking, or what are you so, taking to the Bahamas? So, so I'm taking my my Chris Craft 26 foot uh, dual console, nice little boat, and nice. we're going to take it from Fort Lauderdale over to the Grand Bahama Island. Okay, and this is part of the uh, Bahamas Flotilla Program. They do this like what four times a year, thereabouts. They and, do. It's called yeah. a boating fling. If you were to a search boating for boating fling. Okay. boating fling, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. how you would find it on their on their site. Got it. So they get a bunch of boaters together, and they kind of walk them through the process of of what it takes to get over there, and kind of you know uh, you know brings everybody together in one big group, or you know you're still kind of spaced out to a certain extent, but you know there's safety in numbers. So they and they so they take some of the confusion out of getting through like uh, customs in the Bahamas, and then getting back to the states and all that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. You know, and I did this, if you remember, oh gosh, it, it was like right after we bought the boat dealership and uh, we we weren't very experienced at the time and we took a 23 foot boat over Yeah, and it, it wasn't a, and that most times, you know, and that's the smallest boat you could take, but the one we took over was not a good boat to yeah. take over. Why? And, Why? Uh, did the seas get you or what? It did. Yeah, it was. So, you know what we mean when we say it's a dry boat? Right. When, when you hit a wave, mm-hmm. the, the water doesn't come in the boat. This mm-hmm. one would be a really wet boat. Okay. And so All right. it was just every wave we hit came up and over. So my business partner and Crystal went. Crystal, to this day, will no longer ride a boat over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I want to go, she'll just take a plane and meet us, she said. Right. So she's, she's not going on this trip. Yeah. yeah. That, that was. She laid in a beanbag under a poncho the whole trip. Right. So um, I, I learned a lot on that trip. But, I mean, the beauty is, is you know, it usually will leave, and they'll go to either Bimini or Grand Bahama. They got a couple of adventures. They have yeah. an extended one towards later in July. They'll go 
to more islands. But you'll usually arrive on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a captain's meeting that night. Give you a T-shirt, usually a bag, kind of tell you what all you're going to need for customs. And then on Thursday morning at 7 o'clock, then you'll head out. They have a roll call, Channel 74, check-in every 30 minutes. You know, they'll have a check-in. If somebody has trouble, everybody stops and waits. Right. And I I think the beauty is when you get there, there, there's a lot of things you wouldn't know if you just took off. For example, about 10 miles out, you have to change your American flag to a yellow flag, which means you'd be quarantined, mm-hmm. and that means you haven't gone through customs. And then they'll have a central place that you pull up. Everybody else stays on the boat. Only the captain leaves the boat with everyone's passports and goes in and goes through customs for everyone and then comes back, and then you can change your flag back to Bahama flag. Or now, is it a flag or is that the T-shirt? I mean, they oh, used that's to. that's a flag. Okay. No, this is a flag. Yeah, no. It's... Well, in the, back in the day, <laughs> I did one of those years. Right there in the customs office. Well, I did one years ago, and they actually had the T-shirts the right color, and they said if you're having trouble and you don't have a don't have the proper color flag, uh, just use your T-shirt and hang it up there. I don't know. They they may have tightened the restrictions since uh, they, then. They may have. They send you a checklist that you literally have to sign and send back two weeks saying that you have everything on board. Got it. So, what, what, uh, go ahead. Mike. Would a yellow would a yellow bikini top work? Depends you know, on what I, she looks like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Depends on how big the how big the top is. Oh, you know? okay. okay. There you go. You have to be able to see it. Hey now, <laughs> Mike, uh, the Mariner. I think you had a question, did you, or what? What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, a couple of questions. Uh, how long is the uh, is the trip over, and how many boats are going? Yeah, what do you so know? I don't know how many boats. Usually, they're limited. In the past, about 15. So the trip is four hours, about four and a half. So we'll do an average speed. Probably, you know, they try to come up with what everybody can run comfortably. Yeah. So about 25 miles per hour, so 110 miles over. Hmm. Um, so I checked, you know, I, I go get my Mercury specs on the motors. You know, I, I burn about two gallons <clears throat> an hour. I mean, two miles a gallon at that. So it's going to take me about 50 yeah. gallons to get over. Yeah. Um so I could get there and back. I won't, of course. It would be getting well, I, close. I, so. I can't go with you. I can't go with you. The only way I can get up to 25 miles an hour is to drive my boat over uh, Niagara Falls. And huh. I can only do that <laughs> once. Well, if you do that, make sure you get video. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, so they're kind of making it a, a go-fast kind of uh, track. Yeah, around, you know, at least I think they like to the, the cruise out at like 20 or something. It just... If not, it's going to take a really long time because it is a 100-mile trip. Right. So they have us leaving at 12, checking in like at 145 or something. So they give yourself a, a little time. I know last time there was a few boats, that just, you know, especially coming back, that it, the weather was going to get really rough on the way back. It, it was going to be scary rough. And yeah. so a lot of people took off even before the flotilla left, uh, just saying, you know, let them know, hey, we're, we're going to head back early. Yeah, well, um, that's what happened to us. You know, we did this years ago. And uh, it was a great experience. And going over, uh, the the weather was pretty calm. But coming back, yeah, we got the crap beat out of us. Yeah, no, and, it, uh, you know that was our first trip. And and in your mind, and and I get this, and you've heard me say this before. In your mind, your boating trip is always better than it's actually going to be. You know, it's just you know you picture yourself sunshine, having a beer, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, watching dolphins in the beautiful blue water. And right. In reality, when we went over, it was like water was landing on top of us. You couldn't <laughs> let go of holding on to a pole. You're yeah. soaking wet. You know. And well, it just depends on the day. I mean, it, it could does. be that I, yeah, if you're lucky. Could. But uh, yeah, when you get out there in the Gulf Stream, it gets very unpredictable. 
And if the if the winds are kicking at all, man, it can really rip up the waves. And next thing you know, you I mean, even if you're not getting soaking wet with waves, you still might get the crap beat out of you, depending on what kind of uh, vessel you're on. The smaller right. ones definitely are are mm-hmm. are will put a hurting on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I- I have heard that, and I've never seen it or gone out in it, but I've heard there's times it's like a lake going across. You right. Yeah. I will see people with jet skis over there that have come across. Yep. Yeah, they um, do it. Yeah. So it happens. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, if I lived there, it would be great. You know, yeah. like Barry, I could just take off one day and you go, oh, it's a great day to go over, go over and come back when it's nice and calm. Well, Barry could take a 17 foot uh, boat over. There's no restriction. It's just, you know, you wouldn't want to be on his boat if if the seas are playing games or exactly or whipped up at all. And and I carry enough fuel to make it one way, but that's to Bimini, not to Grand Bahama. Grand Bahama's too far. Well, you mm-hmm. just have to uh, put another tank of gas on your boat, right? Uh, I you know something. I don't think I'd want to drive around with extra fuel sitting in in tanks in the back there. I mean, it could. Yeah, in you, theory, you, you can. I, as I, as he said. Uh, it is. There are days when there's absolutely no wind and it's calm, flat. And those are when those people go out with their wave runners. They top them off and they go out of Port Everglades and they set their GPS. And uh, unfortunately, though, if you make landfall at Bimini, then you got to pay that fee, which can be mm-hmm. rather pricey. If you don't make landfall, if you stay off the, you know, out of their dockage, then there's no fee to pay. Hmm. All right. So you can go over there and sponge off the Bahamas. And uh, and not pay the fee, but uh, I'm sure that's part of the the orientation that you go through as uh, being part of this flotilla, right, Rusty? It is. Yeah. So yeah, they, there's and actually just the fling to, to be a part of the experience for to pay the ministries is seventy five dollars. So that kind of gets you know mm-hmm. gets you all the information and stuff. There and then there'll go. be you know other fees and stuff that you have to go through that they will they will definitely let you know exactly you know what's gonna. What's going to be required? The you know there, there's the thing that's always in question. This one is always going to be the COVID thing, which yes. I thought was interesting. When I went to Grenada, um, they had no COVID test. So you leave from America, you go in the country, nobody asks you a question. Come back to America, of course, you know you have to have the COVID test 24 hours in advance. Mm-hmm. And right now, the Bahamas is still requiring COVID test. I think 72 hours in advance. So. Um, that's going to make it a little more tricky. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Hopefully, by that time, maybe they'll ease those restrictions. Well, there you go. Hopefully, they will, and uh, and we'll cover it accordingly. We got uh, more on his flotilla adventure next, right here on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast kids love to dress like pirates the murderers and rapists that pirates were <laughs> Being a pirate is all fun and games Till somebody loses an eye It hurts like it blazes It makes you pull faces But you can't let your mates see you cry A fancy black patch will cover the hatch Making sure the soccer stays dry Being a pirate is all fun and games Till somebody loses an eye It's so hard of being a pirate A pirate, a pirate You can be a pirate With only your paws It's all fun and games till somebody loses a... What's it? <laughs> you didn't choose it, but you don't want to lose it. Let's hope somebody spots it. I'm not picking it up. The dog comes along, he sews it back on. He ties it up tight and he knots it. Oh. You tied it too tight. Being a bird is all fun and games till somebody loses a... What's it? It's so fun to be a pirate. A pirate, a pirate, you can't be a pirate. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the boater, Mike the mariner, Captain Rusty rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. You can see all of the crew, and we apologize in advance. Now, uh, I Rusty, this week, yeah. <laughs> well, at least, uh, yeah. Uh, Barry smells fresher than normal. I don't know That's how right. that'll translate over the video, but. <laughs> Just know he smells okay, despite of how how he looks. Uh, okay, so uh, Rusty's planning uh, to join some friends and uh, and head over to the Bahamas in his Chris Craft in a couple right. weeks on a 
uh, a boating fling. They do these a few times a year, like four times a year. You can go to, I think it's boating.com slash boating fling or boating. Uh, so Bahama, Bahamas.com. Or Bahamas.com. Um, there yeah. you go. Right. And then if you just search boating fling, once you get to Bahamas.com. Then it's up there on their website yeah. for sure somewhere. So uh, take advantage of it. Join the party. It'll be a good time. And they walk you through all the uh, elements of what it takes uh, and stuff. Now, COVID, uh, the Bahamas still require a test, but that could be, um, I mean, that could be changing any time. I mean, we're in a very... Uh, uh, you know, things are changing day to day, and I would not be surprised if uh, by the time that you uh, do your flotilla here in a couple weeks, if if we get an announcement. I mean, it's already been, hadn't it been lifted for when you're coming back into the U.S.? You don't have to have a test anymore to come back to the U.S., do you? Or do you know off the top of your head? I did like a week ago. Did you? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They keep changing the rules, and I haven't been paying attention to it that much. But, it, it, you know, things are changing rapidly uh depending on which island nation you're talking to or the u.s or whatever so you kind of have to stay up on that stuff and and find out and and hopefully you know we'll get less and less restrictions in that regard and that'll make our you know we can we can focus on just having fun as opposed to dealing with that nonsense are you with me there rusty or what i agree i agree 100 percent. yeah are you taking some boat fluff with you by the way to uh i am not i'm, oh. just, I'm just taking no just my son just so you joshua yeah okay me, me and joshua so. all right you and your son um, you're going to be the man candy on your vessel yeah, I, yeah right. that's how it's going to work so. oh, okay god help them in the bahamas so, it'll be fun <laughs> i mean honestly I, i'm really looking forward to the trip i think the the most thing that I was surprised the most about was the price to dock my boat. And I'm going to have to look at some of the places Barry was telling me about to, to maybe dock my boat, but one night at the Barry Mar. So yeah. I, I call him to reserve a slip. Right. And she goes, it's like two twenty five a foot or three twenty five. I don't, it was, it was pricey. And what? she goes, and by the size, and she said, by the way, it's a 40 foot minimum. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's well over a hundred dollars uh, just to keep the boat in a slip for one night, it was, and that is and that's in with Grand no Bahama. Power and water, right? Well, no, no, that's not in Grand Bahama. That's at the Bari Mar, uh, wait, which is where? Oh, in, in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Okay, yeah, yeah gotcha. well, the night before we go over. All right, um, everywhere in the Bahamas seemed very reasonable. You know, mm-hmm. even the hotel that we're staying in is Pelican Bay Hotel. Yeah, uh, it was like one hundred seventy dollars a night, which you know is these days. Very reasonable, right? For the um, hotel, and then you get free yeah. uh, dockage there as no, part of. You, you no, you got a dock. Uh, you got a dock at a local marina right around the corner. So they didn't have dockage at this particular hotel. Mm. They do have a marina um, close by. Yeah, and it's going to be. I think it was like a dollar fifty a foot or something. No okay. minimum. So that that'll be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah fair I, is fair. But I've actually been there. That that's a nice uh, facility, <laughs> and yeah. uh, they've been they've actually been doing a lot of construction there. Uh, by uh, Pelican Bay, and that that's right there at the Freeport Square, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly where it is. Yeah, so it's a it's they, they've really done a lot of uh, development. You know, they had that big hurricane a few years ago, and and kind of oh, really, yeah. and then then COVID hit, <laughs> and it was like, holy jeez, couldn't kind <laughs> yeah. of get a break. Uh, but uh, but I've heard that it's actually really coming back to life now. So you'll have to give us a full report in that regard. But there, yeah, yeah. they have a little marina nearby. It's not bad, and it's all everything's fairly centrally located there. And then uh, yeah. Pelican Bay is pretty nice. Yeah, how many nights are you supposed to be there? So we get there on Wednesday, and we'll leave Sunday morning to come back. Okay. And then while you're there, do you got plans? Are you going uh, fishing? What are you doing? 
you know, I'm not sure because I, I haven't planned that far. I won't fish. Uh, Why? And, and what I, do you got against fishing? You're just not uh, a fan or what? I have I have a Chris Craft. I don't put fish on my boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, fish smell. I told you. Fish smell. Is it the smell yeah, or the guts? Fish on, the, on the teak table. You just you shouldn't do this. So, okay. Uh, All right. It's a thing. No, I, I guess that. I could get a, a local guide use his boat to go out but we'll definitely go exploring do mm-hmm. some snorkeling you know um, okay go yeah. to some of the little islands it, it, i'm sure it'll be beautiful and anywhere anytime you look at the water there it's just fascinating right it's so pretty yeah but but the uh, dockage in fort lauderdale is way worse than it is in the bahamas that's a, that is a little surprising do you have an alternative or do you have to go stay at that uh that location where they're launching from well, that's where before. the captain's meeting is, so that's just the most convenient and the easiest. So yeah. I have a hotel there at the at the Bari Mar, and the boat will be there, and the captain's meeting's there. So mm. Mm, you well, know, you, it's a convenience thing. Well, maybe maybe you could uh, just uh, take it offshore and anchor it overnight. <laughs> and uh, the intercoastal, no, no, they, yeah, we, no probably you not. don't do that with a Chris Craft either. They they say you know, it is, they yeah, see him no cruising up. They're like, oh, money signs, <laughs> cha ching. <laughs> Yeah, Why are you I, I, I won't do that, that but yeah. it, it'll it'll actually. I, I think it's going to be you know a fun trip, and then I think uh, Saturday night they have a cocktail reception mm-hmm. for everybody that went over, sponsored by the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism and Aviation. So yeah, um, that's it. A lot of camaraderie, you know, giving you an opportunity to to hang out, and meet people. Yeah, well, it's it's better in the Bahamas, and they're uh, fun folk. Uh, over there you'll have a good time and uh, i'll tell you about my flotilla experience next on the world boating it doesn't i don't think it was uh something you'll want to emulate there rusty but we'll talk about that next you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, and Captain Rusty rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, Rusty's getting ready to do his his uh, flotilla to the Bahamas, Grand Bahama Island. We did this, uh, I, I would say it, it's probably been, what, 10 years minimum uh, that we uh, we went over there and did one of these trips. And, you know, we it was kind of a last-minute decision. They said, hey— Hey, World of Boating crew, why don't you come and join us on one of these flotillas? And and so it was kind of an after, afterthought kind of thing. And so they threw us on one of the boats that was already going. They said they had room. And little did we know, or little did I know, that going over, I mean, the conditions were great, but they put us on this boat that was, uh, well, let's just say it was, uh, since it, you know we were just kind of stowaways, and an afterthought, the, this was not one of the more high-end Chris Craft-type vessels that you would see Rusty on. <laughs> this one was like, I, I, I kind of wonder if they were taking uh, bets, like, hey, you think the crew will make it? <laughs> you know? Because this thing was billowing smoke. It, it, it had seen uh, a lot of sea days and probably not as much maintenance. It broke down twice on the way over. So, I mean, so they was, were looking at you as a food source in case they got stranded. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, or or just, uh, you know, uh, entertainment fodder for the rest of the people as part of the flotilla. We were dead last. I don't think we started last, but we definitely ended up dead last. Because this thing, I was like, hey, is this thing going to make it? I mean, 
I didn't think it was going to sink, but it's it billow was billowing smoke like crazy. Let's just say it was, it, you know, it was right, probably just a step up from Captain Ron's boat. Okay, so I think oh. they wanted to see how how we would navigate this. So and and we made it. It just made things, you know. Uh, a little uh, entertaining, probably for everyone watching, and like I said, taking bets. And uh, we got over there, had a great time with everyone, and it was a, a great visit. And then we came back on a smaller go fast boat, and the uh, seas had picked up, and we just got the crap beat out of us. I mean, <laughs> I needed like a massage or something, you know, a little bit wet, but uh, but but it was really just the pounding, the constant pounding for a couple hours. Uh, which was a bit much. So uh, uh, let's just hope you don't replicate that experience. I think they've probably fine-tuned the thing, and you, you have a much better vessel, Rusty, so I think you'll be good, okay? Okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, don't follow my ideas. float plan. I get plan. to buy stuff. That, that, that's the big thing. I that's why all that matters, right? Yeah. That's You're fine. listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Look at this. So much fun, you'll ship your pants. You'll ship your pants, bro! We singing and dancing. Singing and dancing. Singing and dancing. Singing and dancing. When that great, great ship goes in. This is the World of Boating. Greg, first mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, Captain Rusty rounding out the crew. Uh, he's getting ready for this flotilla plan to Grand Bahama Island. Have we covered all the elements, you think, Rusty, or was there any other stuff you wanted to get you know, out the, there? The only other thing I wanted to say is if you ever do this trip, the, the beauty in it is we all like to buy stuff for our boat. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that you can justify on this trip. One mm-hmm. is an EPIRB. I think, you know, you don't ever go in the ocean without an EPIRB. Yeah, probably so good I plan. have two. Yeah, actually, Barry doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do the show without uh, an EPIRB. He's showing it to everybody right now, just in case YouTube, something happens. That's right. Facebook Live and Twitch. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you definitely need one of those. I have the big one, and I have a little one like Barry has. Uh, I have my regular chart plotter, but as Captain Patrick says, what if it goes down? And so uh, I have a handheld chart plotter as well. I'm buying mm-hmm. a new one. I felt like I needed. Do you one have a compass? Uh, you know, I do. Um, <laughs> It's it's just I needed more gadgets. So uh, and, <laughs> right. and the new, never gonna have too and, much. And, yeah. and the new little handheld Garmin has the you can text with a GPS satellite, so I can let people know I'm fine. Yeah. Or send an SOS. And then the other thing that you definitely must have for this, and Greg, this would have helped you a lot, is you need a good beanbag chair. Um, no, good point. Like, hmm. That would help. Yeah that, yeah, that helps tremendously if the seas are rough. So that, really? I mean, there's a whole list of stuff. So oh, you're going to have a beanbag chair on, in in, uh, in your Chris Craft? Oh, yeah. It, huh. it will be navy blue and white yeah. with Chris Craft embroidered on it. <laughs> okay. It will be there, yes. It'll fit with his I, decor. All right. It will. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know they still made those. I thought it was back in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, no. They, uh, Ocean no, Tamer we, and a few other companies make actually marine grade uh, beanbag chairs, and they're really nice. And they're 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 not well. I don't know. I, I marine grade. Anytime, but. anytime you add marine grade to it, the price doubles. <laughs> of course, it's a hundred sixty dollar beanbag chair. But, oh you know, crap! I, I, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, it, it would be more comfortable, you know, if you got it any would, seas at all. I mean, at Chris Craft. You're probably good if it's what the seas are like three or less. 
But beyond yeah, oh, that, yeah. it's going to be yeah. a little choppy, right? A little bumpy. Yeah, no, that it, it'll be fine with that. It's yeah, just, especially if you can hit them rolling right. You know, you, you get your speed adjusted and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, you know, when we got the crap beat out of us uh, coming back, uh, the seas weren't, like, really bad, but they were definitely choppy. So we are you know, two hours straight of that constant pounding on the hull uh, would wow. just reverberate up through the hull, through your feet, up, up, uh, you know, your back. And, you know, like I said, by the end of the trip, I was like, oh, my God. I think yeah. I, I just uh, lost about an inch or two of height. Yeah. <laughs> I was and all your equipment's loosened up if you didn't have it double bolted and locked tight down. Yes, and by equipment, you're not talking about your nether regions. You're talking no, about boating I'm talking stuff. About okay, boating <laughs> stuff. Yeah. just checking. All right. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I know it. You you know what you're doing, Rusty. So you know how to make the best of it. By the way, have they even said like what uh, you know as far as the weather? What what are the what's the threshold where they'll call it and say we're not going to do this? Have yeah, it, I, I don't know that answer. I know yeah. I'm going to look if if it's more than three foot seas. Of course, there's no way I would go, and hmm. that's going to be pushing it. Uh, yeah, well, and one yeah, or two would be nice. Yeah, I mean we're kind of right at the uh, cusp in Florida right now for that because it, it is starting to get pretty good, but we're coming out of windy season. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Florida. So you know, you're talking. This going to be what the middle of May or the end of May? When is it? Uh, again? June June 9th. Oh, June 9th. Okay. Well, you'll yeah. be pretty much established yeah. into the summer season. So it, hopefully, it'll be sure. fairly calm. But yeah, the Gulf Stream that crosses between the Bahamas and uh, and the U.S. it can be very very unpredictable. I mean, you can have that you know yes. lake like lake like uh, you know conditions, but that's not the norm. Uh, you know, so it, it just kind of depends on what the weather's doing and that kind of thing, uh, with the winds, because yeah, that and, Gulf Stream, it'll get you if you're not paying attention. And, and Greg, I want you to hold me to this. Okay. So yeah. you're going to have to remind me, I, I would like to put the pictures from the trip and kind of, uh, the itinerary and everything up on the Facebook page. So people who are interested can kind of see really what it was like. And, you know, some of the details that go along with the trip. I'll try to do a couple of videos along the way. I like it. Uh, plan on it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if people uh, you know place odds on your survival like they did back in the day <laughs> when I did it. I, I kind of doubt that'll be the case for you, but but yeah, it's definitely uh, share uh, with everybody here at the World of Boating. Yep. It'll be a fun fun adventure. Those things are always great, and when you do something like that, whether you're doing you know you can do something much easier like running over to Bimini's only like forty two miles. You're doing a hundred, so that's a bit of a yep. haul. But yes. uh, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, you know, you're going with a bunch of other boaters you're going to meet some new friends i mean it's a fun experience even despite all the issues that i had when we went back in the day uh we still had an amazing time i'd never trade it for anything uh despite the fact that you know it was a little rough coming back and and it was questionable whether we were going to make it (laughs) you know on the way over but that just added to the adventure it does it makes the story better right you remember more of the uh mishaps And then other exactly. people can learn from your mistakes. That's pretty much why we do this show. <laughs> Rusty, be, before, you, before you go, go find the book Adrift. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going yeah, back to one to, of those stories about you decide who you're going to eat to survive? Uh, well, so, sort of. It just It's a story about a guy who, um, who was adrift on a raft for 76 days and how he yeah. survived. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it I, will yeah, probably so take we, that long if, if you had to take the the uh, Gulf Stream all the way up to, uh, where is it, Ireland. England? Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably take about 76 days. So. All right. 
Well, yeah, you could do that. But yeah, you're just talking about taking your son. You might need to add another crew member and and not tell him like, "Hey, we are food source." Yeah, you're you're basically our backup food source if we get stranded at sea. <laughs> have you thought about that? No, I, I haven't. Uh, it did Barry. This did remind me of a book I just read called "Stranger in the Lifeboat." Just came out. Not a long read, but it's, it was pretty interesting. Um, Boy, that sounds creepy. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Yeah, no. Who are you? It's a very, it's a very interesting book. Yeah. Stranger in the lifeboat. Well, I mean, what is it about some guy who has gets stranded and then he has our solutioning and basically it, the short version, and this may intrigue you or it may turn you off, but there's a group of people who are survivors in this little lifeboat and. They pull in one last survivor, and he gets on the boat, and they say, you know, what's your name? He says, I'm the Lord. Hmm. And, uh-huh. and so it's the uh, the story of these people in the lifeboat with this guy who is or isn't but thinks he's the Lord. So uh, you have to read it to figure out what what happens. Wow. Very okay. Well, that's a pretty and good tease. And he wasn't on the boat that sank either, so they don't know where he came from. Hmm. Yeah. Came from Atlantis, of course. Could could it's, be. You have to read the book to find out. It's a very good story. All right. Very well, good story. Uh, well, we'll have to look that up for sure. All right. So we got this other story. There's been uh, some news that $800 million has been set aside for a new, I don't know, what is it? This falls under uh, infrastructure uh, costs or payments or what? what is it, Mike? What can you tell us about this plan? That they've announced. Yeah, so the last Department week. of uh, Agriculture, actually, you know, yeah. we, we covered a we covered a story a few weeks ago regarding um, the reduction in funding for waterways and seawalls and marinas through the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, and this this appears to be, you know, I don't know if it's directly related to to that, and it was an offset, but. Uh, Yes, the Department of Agriculture uh, has been funded with an $800 million uh, funding effort to to make improvements to several different outdoor uh, venues, including uh, waterways and marinas. So Agriculture. Uh, That's part yeah, of agriculture? Of agriculture. <laughs> okay. It is now. It is. Aquaculture, is now. maybe, but I don't know. That seems odd. Well, but regardless, well, yeah, it, culture. It, it's we're, the we're, government. It's the U.S. government. Yes, Everything exactly. Right. But the bottom line is they're, <laughs> they're going to direct some funds that uh, mm-hmm. will potentially be good, I would hope, for boating projects, you know, what we do and what we love to get, uh, you know, do and wh- whether it goes towards marinas and things like that. So they're, they're, they've got, already got a list of stuff they want to do. We know some of it, I guess, but maybe we ought to talk about what we would like them to do. Maybe we tell them, all right, you got uh, this big mm-hmm. chunk of cash. Here's where you should spend it. Do you uh, have some ideas there, Barry, where you'd like them to improve, like some waterways or boating uh, areas for us? What do you think? Dredge up, dredge up some areas along the intracoastal where it's gotten a little shallow. Yeah. Uh, and add more public ramps with parking for not just the right. boat and trailers, but for your passengers that are going to be on those mm-hmm. boats. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Some places only have parking for the boat and the trailer. If you're going to have guests come over, where are they supposed to park their vehicle? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah more parking, that. more space. Na- na- yeah. Navigation aids, uh, navigational aids, because uh, there, there are many places. When I made the trip down from Georgia, uh, uh, when we caught Silhouette, we found um, 
channel markers on a shoal in 30 yards from the deep water. Yeah, they need more than that. Yeah. So maybe we can uh, <laughs> borrow some of that money. More coming up. Stay yeah. close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast listen up the ship is sinking okay we're going down right now just wrap your heads around the reality of that in five minutes, this ship is going to be at the bottom of the lake, and there aren't enough spaces on the lifeboat. Who are we going to save? Who's going to fix this ship? we got the ship we're in. Who's going to fix this ship? Who's going to fix this ship? This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, and Captain Rusty rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, the government's allocated $800 million that they're, they've they earmarked for marine-related products or, or, or facilities and things, upgrade, you know, infrastructure or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Uh, some of it is going to, you know, be targeted directly at boating-type things. And my question is, you know they're going to piss it away like nobody's business. So I'm wondering if maybe we ought to come up with some suggestions on where they should, uh, you know, target this money. Barry thinks we need more parking 
and uh, boat ramps, uh, a bit of both, which I, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, what, what about you, Mike the Mariner? Do you have any uh, suggestions other than what Barry suggested, or or what do you think? Well, I would what say, we uh, you know, you know, anything um, related to navigation aids and uh, right, and probably, more lights, you know, yeah, yeah more and, markers, and fixing some of the shoaling that some some marinas have experienced, and this is one of them have experienced some shoaling within the marina itself. So what used to be a passable area to get in and out of the marina now has a, a mud bank. Yeah. So, so you need to dredge so, those things out and keep them clear. Right. And do a little mm-hmm. bit more of that. That makes sense. Rusty, what do you think? Do you, uh, if you were in I, charge, I guess, if you were president, what would you do with that money? Yeah. I, I just keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good there man. Go. Honest answer. <laughs> Honestly, I, and I, I agree with Barry, especially from this aspect of boat ramps, because Jacksonville has very few boat ramps mm-hmm. that, especially that you have adequate parking. You know, the one that I usually put into, I'll, I'll go like six or seven in the morning just to make sure I can find a parking place, get the boat in, and then just wait around, the, you know, till my guests and stuff arrive. And then hopefully they have a place to park. And I'll, and there's many times that I will try to, to come up with alternative plans. If it's full, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Because you just never know. You just don't have that opportunity to to go get on your boat, go to the boat ramp and go, you know, I, when I get there, I know it'll be fine. There's probably right. a place and it's not, it doesn't happen right now. Yeah. Well, I think it makes sense. I mean, one of the reasons that we have so much, uh, so many issues at boat ramps, arguments, (laughs) YouTube videos, is because there's not enough space for everybody, and that causes conflict. Uh, So I'd hate to see all those videos uh, go away, because they are fun to waste a lot of time on. (laughs) But uh, They're so nice. Well, I mean, uh, maybe that's just me. Barry? Well, now that you bring that up, uh, a reminder for Rusty is that that ramp by the 15th Street Fisheries does get busy, and there is no parking for your guests. It's just for the uh, boat and the trailer Yeah, uh, if you're going to leave it there. But mm-hmm. again, you may want to try that other marina, too. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, I mean, I think everybody would agree with all these uh, things that you're saying. I just don't know if that's what we'll end up seeing the money spent on. I got a bad feeling it'll go towards, you know, some kind of, you know, we got to hire more Marine Patrol and we got to do more cleanup stuff, which, you know, I'm not saying we don't, but but I, I well, think uh, if it's going to go for infrastructure, like you said, uh, making better boat ramps, more of them, more, give uh, more space that would create well, less there, conflict. There are a lot of islands around here that boats go to on the weekends and they unfortunately the people don't always pack up their garbage and take it with them yeah so they could put more garbage cans out there and have boats come by and empty them more often than they do it's been in the news a lot lately right well do you think they need garbage cans or they need to just have somebody go over there and police that stuff like hey well not supposed to leave your garbage here you big dummy They've, they've had TV news crews out there, and you watch these people just dump their garbage, and right. when they say something to them, they give them the, uh, the one-fingered salute and just yeah. go off in their little boats. Well, uh, yeah, right. They don't well, seem to care. Well, maybe if they had more Marine uh, Patrol that were funded, I mean, that mean that there may yeah, be something but I mean, if, if to they, that. But if they, if they put cans out there and they pick up the garbage, if people have the cans, a lot of them will use them. Mm-hmm. But you'll see they're overflowing because they don't have enough services going out and cleaning up after that. Yeah. But really, if 
But once again, you're not supposed to dump your garbage on an well, island. Well, I, I agree with you, and, and I don't disagree with you. But, you know, if we're paying these fees to use these ramps, they're supposed to be for the marine environment. And, you know, if you want to encourage these people to go out and use their boats and they pay the, the uh, fees to launch their boats, then why not also make it a little bit nicer when they go to these islands? Here's a garbage can. It's empty, and we don't want to take it all back. We're going to put it in there, and then you know, a company comes along, and, and, they, and they empty those cans. And it's good for the environment, and it's good for business. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think, Mike? you agree with that? Yeah. I, okay. I mean, anything that makes the improvements that, you know, is fine. I, I, I just think that uh, you know, on, in the grand scheme of things, you know, $800 million sounds like a big number. But that's a tiny, tiny, tiny mm-hmm. And government Actual figures, yeah, it's, money. Right, it's dark. Right. It's yeah, a, even they can, all they want is a hundred. I get just a hundred thousand, and I'll be happy. Hundred thousand, right, right. yeah. I'll take ten grand. I'll be fine with ten grand. Yeah, maybe right, they well. do that. Like, like every boater gets a, 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 you know, just a chunk of change to spend how they see fit. I think uh, the boating uh, folks would be pretty happy with that. Oh yeah. You know, just like, uh, don't let the government spend it. Let us, just give us the money. We'll take it. We'll put yeah, it, we use fuel, it to pay for these. Exactly. <laughs> fuel bills. Yeah. I may need a new trailer. We can actually soon, so use we'll our boat a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm about to spend, uh, spend some diesel money. There you go. Appreciate well, we're it, here so. to solve all the world's problems and then probably mm-hmm. create a few more in the process. But that's just yeah. what we do here at the World of Boating. And that'll have to wrap it up uh, for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor... Life is better better as a boater. boater. Stay boating, everyone. Come back there. Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. <laughs> TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.